0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian And Today, we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at Baker Mayfield. What an up-and-down three-year career for Mayfield so far. Comes out of Oklahoma, number one overall pick. You know, PFF one of the highest-graded quarterbacks we've ever had coming out of college. You know, big win for, you know, the pre-draft people over there. You know, just kind of nailing that pick down when it happened. And at first, it seemed like it was an alignment of the stars. You know, Baker comes in for Tyrod and that, uh, you 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 know, Jets game catches the touchdown, breaks that long ass winless streak. The Browns had to go through, had some up and downs with Hugh Jackson, but they get rid of Hugh. Freddie Kitchens comes in and for the final eight weeks of that 2018 season, I mean, Mayfield looked like the next big thing at the position. I mean, he had this throw against the Panthers. That is still one of the best throws I think I've ever seen an NFL quarterback make now One of these throws where if you see it with no context, you're like, well, that was a terrible decision. Baker, why rolling to your left? Did you chuck a ball 60 yards down the field on a line in between three defenders only to have Jarvis Landry miraculously catch it? It was on third and 18. So with that in mind, you know, he does get some benefit of the doubt, but it wasn't, it just, it wasn't just the production he put up in 2018 it was the manner in which he did it It reminds me of justin herbert a little bit where you know the numbers in and of themselves are impressive the guy set the freaking rookie we're talking i'm talking about the two you know number one and number two guys in most touchdown passes by a rookie i mean both of them they don't even need the film to talk about how impressive their debut seasons were but once you look again at the manner on which they were getting some of these yards i mean there were stretches on that 2018 browns offense where Baker and company looked unstoppable and they were being hyped up as a top five offense and, you know, sneaky Super Bowl contender, even going to 2019, as we all know, that did not go so well, even with OBJ in town, it just did not work out. Six and 10 record year two, the Freddie Kitchens experience didn't work out and Baker and company just couldn't get it done. So quick, of side point we have now seen the last three number one overall picks first we had baker they get odell in year two things they don't make they don't meet expectations rebound a little bit in the post hype year three kylo murray was the number one overall pick the following year expectations for kylo and company were pretty damn high before last year they added deandre hawkins to the offense didn't quite get where they wanted to be Stars are aligning seemingly for the Cardinals to have a nice post-hype bounce back year, And maybe, just maybe, Joe Burrow and company undergo a similar trajectory. Added Jamar Chase, not the same thing as OBJ or Hopkins, but still a very prolific wide receiver that we're expecting great things out of getting him hype is going forward still have some issues on the offensive line and defense to worry about so it makes more sense that 2022 might be the Bengals year. but that's just a fun trend I've noticed with each of the last uh, number one overall picks they get the stud receiver in year two uh, regress just a little bit but maybe in that year three they just end up balling out so Baker we did see that trajectory 2020 Browns you know joined all 30 30 other teams as you know teams that unfortunately ended the year on a loss but for them to get that playoff win against the Steelers and really just put together some great performances throughout the second half of the year Uh, was really impressive to see from Baker. And if you look at, you know, last year, just more specifically in terms of a week to week basis, like the idea that this team or that this offense was bad with Odell Beckham just isn't really rooted in reality. If you guys didn't catch my uh, my QBs without their wide receiver ones podcast, I'd encourage you to check that out. It was live a couple days ago, but basically Even though Baker's numbers were down with OBJ compared to without OBJ, this offense was putting up all kinds of points during the first seven weeks of the season. They got shut down by the Ravens. They only scored six points. And the Steelers, they only scored seven Two of the best defenses in the NFL. Other than that, 35 points against the Bengals, 34 against the Washington Football Team, 49 against the Cowboys, 32 against the Colts, and 37 against the Bengals. Wouldn't know. Beckham only played two snaps of that uh, th- aforementioned 37-point explosion against the Bengals, so not not necessarily giving him credit for that one. Just realize, I mean, you know, when Beckham was scoring three touchdowns against the Cowboys and he was putting William Jackson on skates in that Bengals in the first Bengals game, I mean, nobody was complaining about how Beckham could do then. It seems to me it's. One one of these cases, you know, much like Joe Mixon last year, where, you know, we're more pissed off and remembering the fact that he wasn't there and that he was injured more so than the actual production he put up when he was on the field. So basically we have seen, including last year. And again, these kind of with and without Beckham splits with Freddie Kitchens, Hugh Jackson, we've seen kind of these like five different versions of Baker Mayfield since he got into the league. Again, there's that weeks three through eight just gets a starting job. Hugh Jackson is still there during that stretch. He was a fantasy QB 22. Now after Hugh Jackson got fired in weeks nine through 17 in 2018, Baker was the QB 10 down the stretch weeks one through 17, 2019 2019 of Freddie Kitchens, unfortunately just the QB 20 with OBJ in the first six weeks of 2020 Baker was the QB 26 and without moving forward, QB 15, still though and this is why you know per, even per game and just overall fantasy ranks nothing is ever perfect because we always have these weird exceptions that go into games it's just you know football 11 on 11 16 games now 17 game samples it's the most random sport we can find in terms of you know trying to just t- uh find actionable takeaways from stuff but we had these games in week literally right after Beckham was out and against the Raiders in week 8 against the Texans in week 10 against the Eagles in week 11 I mean these were just more or less mud bowls like whether it induced catastrophes where neither team involved could do anything through the air so yes including those games down the rest of the year baker was the qb15 but if we just go and i know we're going even smaller sample size here so i'll open it up again don't worry but in those final six games of the year again post weather post obj baker was the qb7 behind only josh allen aaron Rodgers, deshaun watson ryan tannehill kirk cousins and lamar jackson and on the year including playoffs baker was the qb7 an overall pff passing grade this dude was fantastic down the stretch and i think his mixtape you know is up there uh just really with some of the more impressive tight window throws i think you'll see from quarterbacks last season yeah he got a lot of help from the offensive line uh even from guys like donovan people's jones or higgins stepping up you know they have three good tight ends there obviously jarvis landry was doing you know a really good job replacing obj as the lead uh you know number one pass game option with all that said though as much as this up, up, I've told you guys just now, as much as this has been up and down career Baker and some of our more stable advanced metrics has always been a good to great quarterback. And when I say stable, I mean, we see stuff like deep ball, uh, accuracy, Uh, performance under pressure there's certain metrics where it's like the sample sizes are too small and too random to really expect that to continue year after year it's hard to be that good under pressure it's why like Herbert even if he continues to be a good quarterback under pressure he's probably not going to be as good as he was last year we just don't see these sorts of statistics stabilize year over year we do have certain ones that do stabilize and are more indicative of a quarterback being great for a more than one individual season and in all five of these with which I was able to pull from a Seth Galina article on Joe Burrow, always great stuff from Seth at pff.com. Baker has been great in these. So passing grade from a clean pocket. Baker has been 14th among 59 qualified quarterbacks over the past three years. Again, this is his whole tenure, not just his best 2020 season. This is his entire career over the three years. Passing grade on straight dropbacks. He's number 16 among 65 qualified quarterbacks. Passing grade on first and second down. 10th passing grade with no play action. Tied for 15th passing grade on throws, throws at or beyond the first down marker. Number 12 among 61 qualified signal callers. And I'll just try to sum up quickly why Baker is going to be better without, you know, excuse me, why Baker is going to be better with OBJ. It's because he has been more willing to work in the confines of the offense without OBJ. And now that he's been able to do that and see the success, hopefully we can get a true coverage shifting talent like OBJ in the offense where Baker can continue to go through the reads, but now he just has more talented players at his disposal. So overall Baker targeted his first read on just 58% of his dropbacks in 22 games with Beckham compared to 60, Three percent without him. Only Aaron Rodgers posted a better PFF passing grade than Mayfield when targeting his first read after Week Seven. I mean, I really feel like from not even you know putting the numbers aside, just having watched every one of Baker's games over the past two years, like he gets himself in trouble when he starts trying to scramble, usually out to his right, and you know start making plays off script. He can do it. He's not like he's this one trick pony that you know needs to have the whole offense game managed or designed for him. He can do it, but he's just not as. athletic as you know, He is he's as athletic. The problem is the defensive linemen are more athletic than what he was used to in college. He's not able to get away from them as easy. We saw Joe Burrow having similar problems. Like, it's not this crazy, you know, issue that only Baker has been exposed to. It just makes sense that the more Baker can, you know, win from the pocket and just selectively choose when to escape, the better off he and the rest of this offense is going to be. So losing OBJ, not the problem. And if you're still not sold, let me tell you this. Patrick Mahomes has averaged 06 more yards per attempt without Tyreek Hill on the field now would anybody anyone ever try to make the argument that Patrick Mahomes is better off without Tyreek Hill of course not then don't make the same argument with Baker being better off with OBJ and that's the last we'll say about that but Again, we got the stale production. We got anyone's idea of a number one receiver coming back to the offense. We have two proven instances in 2018 and the back half of last year of Baker being able to be at minimum a low-end QB1 in fantasy. The last piece of the puzzle, people, is Baker is again returning to a great offense. I mean, this was PFF's only offensive line to finish, and we've been doing this since 2006. Our only offensive line to finish graded number one in both run blocking and pass blocking grade. All five starters return and our PFF preseason 2020 rankings have them repeating as the league's single best offensive line. I mean, they had the second best pressure rate in the league overall and second best when getting read the ball and feared in 2.5 seconds. Mayfield should again have all the time in the world to throw in 2021. We got OBJ. We got Jarvis Landry. We got Donovan Peoples Jones, Rashard Higgins. Somehow Landry, Peoples Jones and Higgins were top 33 players in yards per hour run among 290 professionals with at least 15 targets last, season again baker was our seventh highest graded overall passer last year it makes sense he's been able to get the most out of some of these receivers like higgins like people jones who are talented in their own right but to see them again being top 33 in a 290 player sample that's pretty impressive for guys that pretty much no other team was lining up to get uh, here just a few years ago. So the one, I guess, concern people have with Baker is his overall volume. But again, I think those three games against the Raiders, Eagles, and Texans are manipulating this a little bit. If we take out, you know, those three games, add on his two playoff games and take that 15 game play- pace and just move it up to 16. He would have thrown 523 passes last year, which would have ranked 14th in the league. Even without jumping through those hoops, he ranked 17th in total pass attempts. I mean, it's not like We're looking at this Lamar Jackson situation where Baker, you know, isn't going to be able to like ever throw the ball, you know, more than 30 times a game. I mean, that's not even necessarily always true for Lamar. I know different types of quarterbacks, but my point is Baker isn't in this situation where we have this immobile quarterback without any sort of pass game volume. If anything, Baker, I think is looking more like a Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill type, not quite as much as mobility as Tannehill, but someone that can live off play action, hit deep shots down the field, be the leader, the signal caller in a top five the to top 10 offense and put up big fantasy points as the engineer of that unit. So that takes me right to the ranks. Baker Mayfield enters the season as my QB 14. I am higher on him than most people. He comes in as a QB 21 over an underdog QB 17 at fantasy football calc. I mean, he is barely ahead of guys like Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Derek Carr and Sam Donald it seems like Baker is almost still being penalized for how bad his 2019 season was because before 2019, he was the QB four in average draft position. No wonder people are still bummed about it. It's taken two years for people to get over getting burned that badly by Baker in 2019. But as we say, and as I repeat it probably multiple times for podcasts, we don't hate players. We hate ADP. Of course, you're not drafting Baker as a top five quarterback anymore, which makes him a great value when we can get him as the QB 20. So, you know, single quarterback, leagues i don't expect baker necessarily even be drafted you don't necessarily have to get the guy just realize if you want a qb2 baker checks the boxes of being in a great offense and already have improved proven upside qb1 ability so you know again I, i'm not saying mayfield needs to be your locked in qb1 but more and more as we see guys you know leaning towards trey lance justin fields Guys like Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, even if you're not sold on them dominating for the entire year, these are still players that we've seen offer QB1 ability that are priced as lower end QB2. So people really want to get hyped about the rookies. Just realize, you know, we have guys that are also learning the systems more, getting better. They haven't been, you know, drafted and learning new offenses offseason i have actually gotten to flourish inside their familiar offense, guys like Baker Mayfield. So I really think the Browns, you know, going into this year, they fixed their. Day defense to an extent uh and if we can just get a little better uh, weather luck i think with this offense we can see both units you know end up in that top 10 scoring and points per game allowed so you know fingers crossed uh you know we don't have this same conversation next year about like oh no another up and down year from baker mayfield i still maintain that the best version of baker with the best version of obj will produce a qb1 and a fantasy wide receiver one That's going to do it, everybody. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Before we get out of here, I just wanted to say, please go check out our friends at Fantrax. Fantrax NFL Fantasy Football League Manager is the most customizable, easy-to-use, and feature-rich platform in the entire industry. PFF is gearing up to play our leagues on Fantrax this season. I mean, people, we got multi-team trades, player salary and contract options, bonus points for touchdowns with different yardage. I love this customizable feature. Again, I complain about points per reception not being an Indicative thing, you know. I just said bonus points for touchdowns of different yardage. We can make a one-yard touchdown not equivalent to a forty-yard touchdown. We can make a pop pass different than a freaking forty-yard bomb down the fields. Field. So all that we got salary options, just anything you want to do. Any of you out there that you know just love setting the league to the features that you see fit, Fantrax can make that happen. So if you're coming from another site, it's no problem. Fantrax can import any of your current leagues. Sign up and play now at fantrax.com/pff and. Here's the kicker, people. Get a chance to win an autographed jersey from the one, the only Josh Allen. Again, fantracks.com slash PFF, the home of fantasy sports. Go get that autographed jersey from Josh Allen. I would also be remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. If you like fantasy football, if you like playing fantasy for money, you need to check out Underdog Fantasy. Underdog's got everything, including season long and playoff best ball. Best ball is a season long game where you draft a team like you normally do, but that's it. There's no one season roster management. Underdog automatically selects your best performers each week saving you loads of time go to underdog fantasy and deposit ten dollars using promo code pff and get a free pff edge annual subscription it's promo code pff draft now at underdog fantasy thank you as always for tuning in everybody the pff fantasy football podcast new episodes every single day i just banged my hand on a humidifier as i was saying that so i'm excited you should be excited too we'll continue to have uh you know more good stuff on throughout the summer so i'm ian harditz thank you as always for listening until next time take care everybody